Father, I pray that in our month of influence, let your word have influence on our lives. And let us be causes, causes. Let's have effect on people. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So the 12 laws of influence. The 12 laws of influence. In part one, I will share four of the 12 laws of influence. Next week will be part two. I will share another four. And then the week after will be part three. And then I'll share another four. Then the last week, which is the last Sunday, Pastor Kevin will teach us it will be the Influence Sunday and Pastor Kevin will be ministering. This morning I was doing my Bible studies with him and he has very deep revelation about influence, something that God did not even reveal to me. So I asked the Lord, why? Why didn't you tell me this and you are telling this small boy? But Pastor Kevin has an outstanding teaching ministry an unusual oil of God upon his head and he will lead us on the last Sunday to teach us on influence. So let me begin this series with what I call introductory statements. So what is influence? What is influence? Influence is having effect. Having effect. And the key word here is effect. So what is effect? Effect is to cause something to happen. Effect is to cause something to happen. For some of us here, we are expecting things to happen to us, but actually God is expecting you to happen to something. Okay, so this month I'm going to teach you how to become a causer, how to cause things to happen, how to allow yourself for God to use you to cause things to happen. Don't wait anymore for something to happen to you. I'm going to encourage you this month to get up by faith and go out there and happen to something. And you can make it happen. You have the anointing to become a causer. Now, so, Brother Kobe's testimony is me having influence on him allowing god to use me to have an effect on him to cause something to happen to him so like kobe said he came to church as a young angry man in fact when his auntie brought him to church that was the very thing the auntie raised the auntie said he doesn't listen. His father is the pastor. He stopped talking to his pastor. And I saw a very angry young man. But beyond, so I saw a very angry young man. I said, no, let me turn this anger into hunger. Are you here? Because anger makes you bitter. Hunger makes you better. In my life, I have been despised before. I have been hurt before. I have been looked down upon before. I have been rejected before. But when I was rejected, I didn't embark on a journey to prove those who, re who rejected me wrong. It was not my business to prove them wrong. I was not angry. When you are angry, you want to prove people wrong. When you are angry, you want to prove to yourself that you are worthy of respect. 
not rejection. So, so when I met Kobe, Kobe was angry, bitter, and he wanted to prove people wrong. So what I did was to take the energy behind the anger and put the same energy behind hunger. Kobe didn't need to prove anything to anybody. Now he had to prove to himself that he was better, bolder, and stronger than people had imagined. He was not going to compete with anyone, but he was going to compete with himself. Bitterness, anger will let you compete with people. But hunger will let you compete with yourself. Hunger tells you you are better and you can do well. Anger tells you you are bitter and prove to people in your anger that you are better than them. You are not here to prove to anyone that you are better than anybody. You are here to prove to yourself that you are better than what you are giving out. So like he said, my first meeting with him, I made a statement and the statement was intended to switch him from, bitter, from anger into hunger. I said, when you were pregnant, when your mother was pregnant with you, she, you were connected with an umbilical cord to her. When she took drug, she took the drug for you. She ate and the food she ate supplied you certain energies. She took drugs like calcium to build your bones, not her bones. You, you get it? She was recommended to eat certain food where it was believed that those food will make you strong. But the day you were born in that labor world and the umbilical cord between your mother and yourself was disconnected, you were released into independence. You had to eat your own food. You had to take your own drugs. So I said from the labor world, you were released into independence. So you cannot blame your mother or your father for, for what you have become. Their choices were their own choices. Don't hold them responsible for what you have become. I believe when he walked out of my office, he made up his mind. Let me switch from anger to hunger. And I pray for you this month that you will switch from anger to hunger. There must be an agency in your spirit to prove to yourself that you are better than what you are delivering. You can do better. You can become better. You can excel. You can succeed. You can impact your generation and inspire the generation after you. You are not in life to prove a point to anybody. You are in life to prove a point to yourself. Are you here? Then, Kobe and I started talking. I guess we were meeting every month or something. We started talking. Then, I discovered that he loved music and loved worship. 
And I was intentional. So the next thing I did was to put him in a music school. We paid eh? I remember it was like six months music school and we put him in a music school and we paid. Because I believed, I'll come and share with you, I believed that there was a gift in him. And once he discovers that gift and begins to use that gift, he'll begin to find fulfillment. When he left the music school, youth with a mission, youth with a mission for six months, boarding school, when he left and came, instead of ministering in the church, I would see Kobe with a, a guitar on his back holding events, I called him. And that's one thing about him. When you rebuke him, he takes instructions. I said, Kobe, this church put you in school. If you have developed any gift, the church must benefit from it. Seize all these concerts around and do the concert in church. We need you. He said, yes, daddy. He stopped. After a number of years, he came to Accra Business School to do his four years scholarship to do his bachelor's and I gave him a job and all these things I was intentional today I think you are completing two masters eh? he's completing two masters Business will give him a second masters and do another masters elsewhere today he works in the corridors of power he works in the corridors of power then he comes here wasn't this wasn't part of my testimony but of my sermon but God always gives me something to make it very easy because i was trying to find out how would i even define influence for you then he comes here and shares his testimony i said this is the definition of influence the definition of influence young man comes to church very angry today he's walking the corridors of power and there are so many people sitting here right now who have heard me preach have listened to me counsel i prayed for them i've left them in prayer i prophesied upon their lives and they can see the effect of my ministry on their lives how they marry how they raise their children the kind of work they do etc etc pastor prince i've told you runs a fellowship and they can hold thirty thousand people um all night but he's here every Sunday. If he's not coming to church, he will call me. Come and seek permission. Anytime he's going to do his event of 30,000 people, he will pass through my house. Then on his way, will seed and I will pray for him. And his wife will call me and say, I have told my husband he should never stop sitting under you. Because they know the effect. They know the effect. So, I have become a corsair. You see, let me explain it this way. See, the air conditions are on. Why is that air condition off? Somebody is cold there. Put it on for me. Now, okay, everyone now look at me, look at me. The air conditions are on. If these air conditions go off, we can't stay here for even 10 minutes. It will be very hot. You are comfortably seated because the air condition is having an effect but the air conditions did not come on by themselves somebody put it on so the person is a causer of this effect are you here now god is in the business 
of raising courses to make effect, to have effect. That is God's business. He takes ordinary people and uses them to do extraordinary things. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 28. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. I wasn't wise by human standards at all. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. Who gave birth to you? Who is your mother? Who is your father? Not many were of noble birth. Kwame Nkrumah's mother was an illiterate. He was born in some village called Nkrofo. At that time, there was no electricity. There was no water in that village. But Kwame Nkrumah is celebrated as the millennium man of Africa. God can use anything than anybody. But here, but God chose the foolish things of the world. Like me, like me. God chose, I was a foolish thing. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame, to shame the wise. God wants to take you. You were not of noble birth. Jesus' father was a carpenter. And that, that's not to say that carpentry is not a noble work. I'm talking about carpenters who do kitchen stools. Not those who do global um, furniture. Jesus' father at the time, carpentry was not a noble work. But why did God choose a carpenter to be the father of Jesus? God wanted to prove that for him, he's in the business of taking people that have no, have nothing in their past to boast about. So he can use them to do mighty things. You are going to impart your generation. God is going to use you to impart your generation. Look, God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose foolish things to shame the wise. Weak things to shame the strong. Because there are people who fed were too wise though, and then suddenly they see Titi of fair doing something they thought he couldn't do. And God used me to shame them. God is going to use you to shame those who are despising you. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lonely things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. You will become a subject that people will study. Because what the anointing in this house this month is going to make you a causer. And when your if people start feeling your effect, when people start feeling that effect, now they will have to revise their notes. And for their notes to make sense, they have to study you. Are you here? They have to come and study you. How did you get to where you have got into? Because it will, it will marvel them. It will surprise them. 
when mommy and I married, and we were very close from the beginning, been been very close up to now, one lady remarked that, oh, after one year, this thing will stop. After one year, this thing will stop. 30 years after, and we are still courting. We are still in the courtship state of our marriage. Do you understand? So, so God is using our marriage as a study for a lot of young people. I can see the next three years, the next five years, the next ten years, some of you as a result of the oil of influence the, with which I am teaching will emerge as a major causer on the continent of Africa. And you will have impact. You will impact your generation and inspire the generation that is coming after you. You will not be remembered by a tombstone. You will be remembered by a milestone. Are you here with me? When you go to look for the where Jesus was buried, people don't know. People actually don't know. But yet he's the most influential. He doesn't need a tombstone. Because he has too many milestones. That he doesn't need a tombstone. And that's what is going to happen to you. Years after, people will teach about prosperity using your principles. People will teach about success using you as a case study. May the anointing behind this series manifest in your life. So God is in that business of taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things for them. Look at the case of David, the shepherd boy who became a great king. Esther, the slave orphan who became a queen. Abraham, the 75-year-old childless man who became the father of many nations. Joseph, the ex-convict who became a prime minister. The disciples, unschooled ordinary men who changed the world. This is God's business. He takes ordinary people and causes them to do extraordinary things. So that all the glory will be given to him. If you are an ordinary person here, you are a candidate for an extraordinary achievement. If you are a rejected stone, I'm announcing to you, you are a candidate to become the chief cornerstone. God is about to take your life and turn your life around and will do major things with your life. He will make you a causer. You will have impact. You will have effect. You will change the story of your family. You will change the story of your friends. You will change the story of your village. You will change the story of your community. You will change the story of your generation. A man born in a village in Kenya went to America to study, gave birth to Barack Obama. And now that village is a popular village.
Let people look down on you, but never look down on yourself. You are not a waste until you throw yourself in the dustbin. Let them throw you in the dustbin, you will get up again. But when you throw yourself in the dustbin, you cannot get up again. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your aspirations. There are greater things ahead of you. And God is going to use this series on influence to release an unction, to release power, to release wisdom, to release the keys for you to become influential. Say, Lord, use me. Say, Lord, I am ready. Here are the 12 laws that you need to obey for God to be able to make you a cursor. Now, laws are, laws are regulations that can help you develop the right set of behaviors. So that God can use you. Law number one is the law of providence. The law of providence. The law of providence. The law of providence. How you use the gift given to you by God determines how great you become. We are all very gifted people. Can I tell you something? The richest places on earth are not in the minefields at Obuasi, the gold minefields at Obuasi in Ghana, or the oil fields in the western region of Ghana, or somewhere in Nigeria, or somewhere in Saudi Arabia. The richest place on earth lies in the inside of you. You have a gift that can make you significant. Now, if right now I announce in this church, right now, let me pick somebody. Somebody that most people don't know in this church. If you are someone that most people don't know, raise your hands. But why is it that most people don't know you? Okay, there's a hand on the back there. The hand was lifted for a long time. Can you stand up? Can you stand? Those, uh, yeah, yeah, stand. Ah, Esperanza. I can't pronounce that name more. So short form, I say SP. Okay, okay, sister. What is your name? Uh, Deborah, you are in my office. Yeah, 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 Deborah. So Deborah may not be necessarily be known in this church. Okay? But if I announce today that Deborah has given us a gift of a bus, a new bus, a 70-seater bus. Now, immediately, some of you will start calling her Sister Deborah. No, immediately she will start having access to other places. She can even come to me without appointment. Because your gift makes room for you. Uh, are you here with me? Your gift makes room for you. I was one of the biggest men of God who were chatting. And then got a call that somebody wanted to see him. And he said, I'm busy. Today I'm not meeting people. So the person has an offering. A big one. So uh, let him come in. <laughs> a man's gift makes room for him. But let me tell you this. It is not these physical gifts that actually impasse generation. 
There are other gifts. Proverbs 18, verse 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And brings him before great men. I have three gifts. And these three gifts have really ushered me before great men. The gift of thinking. I'm a natural thinker. I use my ability, my mental potency to generate ideas to solve problems. Accra Business School for most of you is a business. But for me, it's an idea. It's a solution to a problem. And this school has created a platform for me to meet with men around the world. My gift of thinking. Influential men in this country. It has opened corridors of power for me. My gift of thinking. Then I have the gift of speaking. That's why if you come to this church, you don't give good offering. It's bad. Because some of these things, people pay to listen to me on this. Do you know, if, if I decide to hold the influence conference in a hotel to share on the 12 laws of influence, I will, I will have a bigger crowd than this. Pay to come and listen to me. My ability to be, to eloquently express myself and share this thing has opened doors for me. Years ago, I was the lead trainer in many organizations. Many organizations. When I used to run uh, training, short courses, a lot of them. Now, people will come. They have money to pay. Then they will use, mommy was, then the cashier who was the, taking the money, they will ask, Institute of Fair on this program, is he speaking? If we say no, people will go with their money. So even courses that didn't need leadership, they have to let me open it and say something on leadership and come in the middle of it and come and teach and end with it. My ability to articulate my ideas and concepts has opened doors for me. A man's gift will make room for him. My ability to write has generated a, you know, I've met people, okay, let me go back to speaking. I've met people who say, oh, when you used to be on city radio, city FM, I used to listen. I've met people who have said to me, I have made decisions and choices listening to you on radio over these years. I told you one of the, my trips to the UK, my pastor told me as a gentleman who was not a member of our church, but I seen on a platform that was coming to the UK and has taken one week off to drive me. One week off to drive me. And why did the gentleman offer to drive me? I didn't know. One time we were making about a three-hour journey outside London. Then he started quoting me to me. Some of my famous statements started quoting it to me. Then I said, you've been listening to me. He said, that's why. He said, my life was a mess until I started listening to you online every Sunday morning. 
And he said, look at me today. So I chose to pay you back by driving you. Are you here? There was a guy, most of my, um, this is Judah is here, Charles and Co. This, this guy was going to speak in Kumasi, decided that he would offer his car to drive me. And I went with cars, so we didn't need him to drive. But every morning, he would be at my hotel. When I'm leaving the hotel, he will follow our cars. Then one day, I felt embarrassed. I said, let me sit in this guy's car. Sat in the car, he said, Daddy, thank you for sitting in my car. Daddy, you have helped me. I said, what did I do to help you? He said, Daddy, Bishop Ajinasari was hosting youth explosion in Kumase, and you came to speak. So daddy, he said, Daddy, throughout my life, I have been very, I have had very difficult upbringing. I used to wash cars when I was stayed at the University of Cape Coast to finance myself. I was a car washer. My mates used to make mockery of me. Any car on campus, I would wash it for money. I suffered throughout the university. Then I finished university, came to Kumasi. I wasn't getting a job. Then I decided to commit suicide. Then I saw Bishop Yansari's this thing. And then I said, oh, this offer is not going to come. I'm not coming. Then a friend of mine came. They started speaking. They called the teacher face here, run and come. They said, Daddy, you shared your testimony. And that was the beginning of the turnaround in my life. I just said to myself, why am I going to kill myself? If this man, what he's saying is true, and he did not kill himself, why am I going to kill myself? The time I met him was sharing this testimony. He was a general manager of a security company. He had become a general manager of a security company. I'm telling you. So my gift of speaking had had effect on people. I met a woman, very influential woman. She was, she was very influential. She used to come to me with police officers guarding her. So one day I asked her, so what do you do? She said, I'm a cook. I was surprised that a cook would be such powerful. I said, so where do you cook? Where is your restaurant? I said, no. I cook for the president. At that time, we had a castle. So I cook for the president in the castle. Her gift of cooking has ushered her to the corridors of power and influence. You don't know what you are despising. If you look at yourself in the mirror and despise yourself, you are despising a whole industry. You are despising a company. You are despising a president. You are despising a CEO. You are despising someone who will change the world. There is a deposit. There is a deposit. There is something that is in the inside of you. Either you don't know it, or because you are focusing on others. The easiest way to miss your path is to stare at the progress of other people and not to focus on yourself.
when my friends started building houses, I, I could not even raise money. I could not even afford to rent a house. Today, amongst my friends, I'm the landlord of the landlords. If I had focused and stared on what they were doing, I would have been discouraged. I've always believed that what will make me great is in a gift God put in me. God is the origin of influence. And God created you to become influential. Kevin was telling me this morning, Daddy, influence is natural with men. Every man was created to have influence because Adam and Eve were asked to have dominion, influence. When you even become a Christian and you are serving the Lord more, your chances of becoming influential is greater. Let me read a few scriptures. I think I'm probably teaching one or two of the laws. Time is up. Now, look, look, look at what was said about Daniel. Daniel 5 verse 12. And he did this because, because Daniel had just been put in charge of many things. And somebody was explaining to the new king why his father put Daniel in charge of many things. And he said, your father did this because Daniel... Whom the king called Bestes Sasha, Sasha. This is not part of influence. <laughs> Was found to have been to have to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding and here and also the ability to interpret dreams. Explain riddles and solve difficult problems. He had an ability to interpret dreams, solve difficult uh, problems. That was Daniel was in slavery, yet he exalted, he, he excelled. He became influential because he had gift God has placed in him. You are not here to discover oil or to discover gold. You are not here to galamsey. The real discovery is you. When you discover yourself, listen, don't do galamsey on a land. Do the galamsey on you. The real gold is in the inside of you. Mind the gold in you. Mind the success in you. Mind the oil in you. You are an embodiment of success. And even becomes more successful, good success when you have Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You failed not because of situations and circumstances. You failed because you failed to discover yourself. What God has placed in the inside of you. When people call me and say, Osofo, how are you doing? My response has always been, the Lord has been good to me. Because I don't owe any man for the success I have achieved. Every success in my life is pointed to one source, God. Who wired me to succeed. You are wired to succeed. Wired to succeed. And it's lying in the inside of you right now. Your success has an address. The address is you. 
I'm a location for success. If we put it on, <laughs> on the Google map, it's called Gideon City of Came here with nothing. Everything I have today did not come from this land. It came from within me. And when I married mommy, I told her, the first time she came to my house and there were no chairs, nothing, nothing, nothing except me, convoluted and dilapidated young pastor. I said to her that I am pregnant with a lot of things. If you hang around with me for some time, I will show them. So I said, don't be discouraged. I remember the first time I bought TV. When she came home, I, I showed her. It was even uh, some second-hand TV. It was Grundig. Grundig, some old German TV. Grundig, hunchback. The hunches of bats. She came and said, I've given birth to one of the things I'm going to give birth to. Anytime we are walking around our properties, I remind her, do you remember I told you I was pregnant with lots of things? Look at the things I'm giving birth to. And then I tell her that all these things is just to wash my womb for the real babies. <laughs> I said, no, no, this one, they did not read their term. All these things, they are miscarried babies. They are aborted babies. They are not the real babies. When I start giving birth, you will see. You are a gifted individual. You are too gifted to fail. 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 I will end on this. So I only shared one. That every Sunday will be a life transforming Sunday. Make sure this week you don't miss any of the this month, don't miss any of the Sundays, and make sure that you don't come alone, you come with someone. Now, let me conclude with this Genesis 41, verse 15. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it, but I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I have heard. Now I'll come and talk to you on the law of presence. The law of presence. How the quality of your appearance, the quality of your achievement, and the quality of your attitude can qualify you to the corridors of power. Joseph was called by the king. The king said, I've heard that you have a gift. You have the gift to interpret dreams. You have the gift. I even heard that it is only when you hear that you can interpret. But this time, I'm not going to tell you. I want you to prove to me that you are truly gifted. Joseph said, ah, gift belongs to God. Interpret gives us God. What made Joseph great was his gift. What will make you great is your gift. I told you before, in one of the, those days, one of the former presidents, when he was president, I was sitting at um, Movimpik. Then I got a call, I picked it, was a president of this country. 
he introduced himself. He just got and said, Your Excellency. I was surprised. He said, I just called to thank you for your contribution to human capital, the development of human capital in this country. Apparently, they were interviewing some people. And at that time, my university was called Graduate School of Governance and Leadership. And we used to run a lot of political courses. The Global Executive Program in Governance, Leadership, and Public Law. So, some people had it. Almost all the people that came, they said, they had it. So, he asked them that. So, why are these things from the soldier? Your Excellency, some guy, I was in my early 30s. Some guy, some guy, did you a fair guy? When you go to the graduate school, the weekends, the whole Ghana studies there. At that time, at that time, I had a diploma in theology. Just diploma in theology. At that time. But my gift, I had discovered my gift. I had nurtured the gift. I had grown the gift. And the gift was opening doors to the corridors of power and influence. Do you know where they went to get Joseph? They went to pick Joseph from prison. Some of you are in the corner saying, Lord, Lord, give me exposure, give me exposure, give me exposure. When they put you in the bottomless pit, but you know who you are, you know your worth, you know your ability, you know your capacity, they will come and look for you. One of my sons, a young man I met in University of Ghana, went to do a conference in University of Ghana. When we closed, he came to me. Last month or last two months, his wife became the student of the year PhD student of the year in, I think, Oxford or Cambridge. I was with them some years ago at Geneva. When this young man came to me, he said, Bishop, I want to speak like you. I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to, I want to speak like you, but I stammer. I said, son, if you have something to say, people will wait to hear you. You don't need, you don't, you don't need to be cured of stammering. You have to be cured of ignorance. Just develop your gift and people will look for you. Today he works for Global Fund. And he goes around the world auditing governments. And every country he goes, he meets the president of that country. And they, they listen to him. When I met him in Geneva, he had just gone to deliver. Uh, 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 he's doing his master's also MBA in Cambridge. And has gone to deliver a lecture. And he said, Bishop, Daddy, you remember you told me if I had something to say, people would listen to me. He said, I still stammer, and yet I have platforms, platforms, platforms to speak, platforms to speak, an intelligent young man, platform to speak, and people are patient to listen to me. You can become successful in Barcelona. You don't need New York. She don't, all of you who are dying, I want to travel. If I don't travel, I will die. If I don't travel, I will die. You are already dead. Your mind is dead. All this concept, if I don't travel, I will die. It's a, it's, it's a sign that you are dead. It's a clear sign that you are already dead. You are brain dead. To think that. I used to think like that. God said, now go abroad. 
I went abroad to study. I came back empty-handed. God said, everything you are looking for is here, is here. I came to Bachona. Look at the name, Bachona. Oh, it's not like, it's not like, oh, if you come to my area, my street is called Asafuache, Asafuache, Otufio's Avenue. It's not like Wellington, Darlington Street. <laughs> I am not living at any place extraordinary. My streets are untied. But my name is everywhere. I am Akosia Mansaba Kovitite. Akosia Mansaba Kovitite. Well, look at me. Look at me. The gift God has placed in me is working for me. That's why I talk about the law of providence. Everything you can become is by God. But let me give you this thing. I'll teach you on this, but let me just conclude with this. You know, sometimes you buy a phone like this. How phone is this? Okay, it's a powerful phone. Eh? I'm familiar with Apple. Anybody with Apple here? Yeah, okay, okay, thank you. Powerful phone. Powerful phone. Okay, but let me use Apple. Yeah. This is Apple. That one is tomatoes. <laughs> Mr. Cotier's own is pepper. <laughs> I said, let me use Apple. Easy, easy. So you bought the phone. When you bought it, it had what we call factory settings. But the person who did the phone also gives you the, the freedom to decide to change the factory setting. And then, once you are changing, it's there waiting for you. Then you change. Then you change. Then you load things. Some of the things you load, they come with viruses. Then you load. Now, at one point, the phone become slow and then you buy extra memory they starts working and then you do you do you do then there are some point the phone becomes hot then at some point no matter what you are doing the phone is no longer this, do you know what you do now you offload everything empty the phone and go back to factory setting and when you go back to factory setting it begins to work effectively again some of you this month eh, go back to factory setting go back to factory setting find out the god's divine intention for your life you have uploaded and downloaded so many things you are not functioning functioning effectively you are not functioning effectively you have downloaded too many things viruses errors bad thinking too many things and you are not functioning the way god wants you to function Go back to factory setting. Go back to say, Lord, I empty myself of everything. Now put back into it what you initially put back in me. Go back to factory setting. God bless you. Thank you for coming to service. I pray for you. Let the anointing and power behind this message release an unusual oil of influence upon you. Let the hand of God, let the eyes of God look upon you 
in this month of influence may you be a causer may you be a causer may you be a causer may you have impact in the name of jesus may there be a stirring in your spirit may you discover your gift may you discover your gift may you discover your gift may you discover the gift that god placed in the inside of you and may you be bold enough to step out there and make use of your gift i bless you i bless you to influence i bless you to excel i bless you to have effect i bless you to impart your generation i bless you to inspire the generation coming after you you will be great you will be mighty you will be sought after and men will look for you in jesus name amen give him all the praise give him all the praise